Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tyrese! Oh my goodness! Maxi to push it to eight. A stop! Maxi scoops and scores. Oh my goodness! Tyrese Maxey is on fire. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Tyrese Maxey here with my new podcast, Maxey on the Mic. Last name Maxey, and I'm talking through a mic, so that's pretty cool. You know, this is great. I'm extremely happy, extremely excited to start this new podcast and be able to have these conversations and be able to have these type of moments with y'all because, you know, I'm an extremely open person. I love to have conversations. I love to be authentic. And uh, throughout this podcast, I want it to be something that I can come on here and, and tell my side of the story and, and show who I am, show my personality. And I want to have other people come on here and be able to tell their side of the story. Uh, extremely authentic, no fakeness, just straight real. Today, in this first episode, I want to be able to go through some things that are very important to my life. Uh, I will have some family members, three family members here that's been in my circle since day one. And I also want to talk about how I fell in love with the game and things that I like to do outside of basketball. This is post-dub against the Grizzlies, number two team in the West, post-All-Star break. The Grizzlies are a really good team, really, really, really good team. Um, two All-Stars in John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, those two are, are very dynamic and hard to stop, but they also have other pieces like Desmond Bain, who, who is an established young guard who's a baller. You know, he's a baller. He shoots the ball well. And it was a dogfight last night, man, dogfight last night. I was extremely proud of my teammates. Uh, Tobias Harris hit big shots. Joel Embiid was, was Joel Embiid. And James Harden was, at the end of the day, you know, he, he stepped back Harden for a reason. And, um, you know, we were able to pull out a dub. Morant and a thicket of defenders. No! 
I fell in love with basketball. I feel like I tell everybody as soon as I came out the womb, the, the first thing that I remember, the pictures of me, I have a stuffed basketball in my hand and I'm either being held by my mom or my dad or, or one of my grandmothers. And that's all I remember from, from the beginning of my life. I remember having to go to tournaments or high school basketball games or going to the gym with my father as soon as I got as soon as I got out of school and I'm staying there till eight o'clock, nine o'clock, uh, you know, before I even got to go home and do all my homework and different things like that. Um, because that's that's just the life that I lived. And my dad being a high school basketball coach and he was a division one basketball player who knew the game, who taught me the game. Um, it's funny, I always tell people I was a a fifth, no, not even a fifth grader, a second grader, eight, nine years old, however old you are in the second, third grade. And my my father had me watching film. He had me watching film at the games. Like, we'll go, we'll play a game in New Orleans. We'll lose in the Final Four, drive all the way home, eight hours back to the Garland, Texas. And as soon as we get there, you know, most kids probably want to go outside and play or get on the video game and play bad or 2K. He has me coming up to the media room sitting me down at, at ages eight and nine, uh, re-watching basketball games. And at the time, I'm like, dude, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, why are we re-watching? This game happened in the past. And uh, it's funny, I look back on it today, and after every single game, I'm asking the coach for the film. I'm watching the film. I'm watching the film at halftime of, of, of the, what happens in, in the game in the first half. And he just made me so much uh, more of a student of a game. And all I can do is appreciate him for that. My idol growing up was one, my father, because he was somebody who, you know, he was a, a small guard. Everything was against him. Um, and I, I used to tell people my dad's my favorite player. You know, they was like, who your dad? Your dad in the NBA? I'm like, no, nah, my dad never made it to the NBA, but uh, he beat the odds. He made it out of where he was from uh, at Hillcrest High School, and he was able to go play Division One. Now, on the NBA side, I think I would have to say my two favorite players that, that I really liked is one reason why I wore number three all the way up till I got to the Sixers. And of course I can't wear that there because um <clears throat> Mr. Allen Iverson, he he uh that's there's there's a reason that, that number that jersey's on the wall. Iverson against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yes! But Allen Iverson was one and D Wade was my was my main favorite player. And uh, Dwayne Wade, it's funny because I, I did a commitment video going to Kentucky. I did it in my junior, late in my junior year of high school. And I hadn't met Dwayne Wade yet. And I'm going to an AAU tournament. And I see that Dwayne Wade has quote tweeted, quote tweeted my announcement, my commitment announcement. This is before I even met him. This is crazy. This is before I even met him. And... He quote tweeted, now that's how you make an announcement. And I'm like running around with my phone, showing all my family, like, yo, D-Way, he just, he just retweeted it. Like he quote tweeted what I said, you know, my, my announcement. And I was, I was freaking out. And it's funny. So going into the weekend, I don't know I'm gonna see him. <laughs> and I see him walking out the gym. And, you know, he's walking out with security. And I'm I like not chasing after him, but I'm like, like, yo, D-Way, like, look, trying to show him on my phone. And security's like, hey, hey stop, stop. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm just trying to show him, like, tell him thank you that he retweeted my my announcement. But, but no, no, no. I think those are those three people: my father, Dwayne Wade, and um, Allen Iverson were, were people who are very influential to uh, who I am today. I feel like to jump this podcast off the right way, 
I have to dive into myself and dive into my family origin before I start bringing in others and, and talking more in depth about basketball. I have to basically saying I have to show you how I got here and uh, show you all the people that have been in my circle and been in my corner since day one. And uh, those are my mom and uh, my father, of course, and my uncle Brandon. And uh, a lot of people know now you know, that my uncle, he, he lives with me. He came up here with me. He stopped everything that he was doing. And uh, he's, been, he's been in my corner since day one. You know, he's been in my corner since day one telling me he used to always, he used to always say, where are we going? I would say we're going to the green room, which is, which is kind of funny because I didn't even get to attend the draft because of COVID, but we still had that same, we still had that same mentality. But, uh, but yeah, those three are, are very important in my life. You know, I don't make a decision without uh, conversing with all three of them. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is and, and what it's about, not just basketball, that's just life in general. And uh, I really do appreciate them because it's the journey of being in the NBA, the challenges that it brings uh, behind the scenes. Nobody sees that. Uh, all, all everybody sees is us out there playing on TNT or ESPN or wherever we're playing and, and having a lot of fun and, and, and making this amount of dollars. But the stress that is involved and, and that they really helped me with. So coming up off the break, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And I can't wait for y'all to, to tune in for it. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, y'all, we're here. Max, you on the mic. And I, like I said, I have my father all the way to my left, mom right next to my left, and Uncle Brandon to my right. And uh, we're just gonna talk, we're gonna have a good conversation right now. It's here, we're here Friday night, post Grizzlies dub, um, pre-dinner. I mean, you know, we're kind of hungry, but uh, but that that that's that's a different story. But uh, yeah, today I'm gonna ask him a few questions and we're just gonna have a conversation. We're gonna have a conversation about life, have a conversation about uh, how we got here today in, in Medford, New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. And I think it would be great. I kind of want to start with my mom because she is, like a background, she she holds it all together in the background. A lot of people, you know, they know her, they know her when they see her face, but they don't know how much she puts into this. Uh, you know, we always talk about my pops, we always talk about uh, Unc being here with me, basically taking care of all the day to day stuff. But mom's is, is in the background. She she not she she knows a little bit about hoops. She knows a little bit about hoops. She played a little bit when she was when she was in high school, but uh, that's not. She always said that's not her specialty. Um, she's more of a you know, motivator. She's more of a lover. She's more of someone who, who tells me that everything's going to be okay and that, that she believes in me. So I kind of want to talk to her. My first question to start to jump this off is, Mom, when you sit down in front of the TV screen at 6.30 your time, 7.30 my time, and the game is about to come on, what is your thought process? What, what's going through your mind? Did you ever see your son, you know, the person that you held, your only son, um, out there playing with these guys of of the names of James Harden and the Joel Embiid's against the the LeBron Jameses and um, the John Morant and guys of that nature. Well, I guess that's a good question. When I sit down or when I'm prepping to I guess finish up my day and, and rushing to the TV or even if I'm here preparing to go to the game, I, the first thing I think about is gratefulness. You know, and I'm sure the world will now know that I am a very very humble person very grateful person. So I really try my best not to put myself into a fan zone with you. Uh, I've said that for many, many years. I've just tried to stay in the spot. This is just my son. It's my son. Yes, he is an extremely good player on the court, but over everything, this is my son. This is what I think about. I don't, I just, I don't, really do a lot of social media, as you know. I try to look now just because I think it's interesting to see what you have on. But I stay away from social media. I never, ever read articles. Um, I don't listen to what they say on any you, you, of the stations. You stay off that social media. I when I shoot, when media. I shoot six, six for 20 and we lose, <laughs> you, you for sure stay out of it then. But I, I don't, I do my best to just stay in a mom zone. And I think that helps me um, so when I do sit down, I'm I'm really just watching my son. I'm just watching my son play. I'm not watching. Yes, it is Tyrese Maxson. Yes, Tyrese Maxson is my son. But I'm watching my son do what he has loved to do since I can remember, which was maybe four, three or four years old, right. when we went on our first Disney World vacation. Everybody mm-hmm. knows I'm a huge mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Mouse fan. So our first vacation that we took as a, a family, mm-hmm. we went to Disney World, piled everybody up in the car, and we have some footage, I believe. We have some footage of you. You were like three years old, and you're dribbling the ball but behind the back, between the legs. I mean, just going crazy with the ball. So those are the things I think about. Like, wow, that little three-year-old has now warped himself into playing alongside the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. So when I sit down at 
Central Standard Time and, and flip on my TV, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, we had somewhat of a role in helping you achieve your your dream. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I think I'm extremely grateful for y'all as well, because, uh, of course, without God, we wouldn't be here. But without you two, I wouldn't be the man I am today and the basketball player I am today because my pops, Cool Breeze, that's what I call my dad, y'all. Cool Breeze, man. Everybody out there that, that's listening to this that know Cool Breeze, know he cool as I, I don't know what. I don't know. And, um, cool as a fan. Cool as what? A fan. <laughs> cool as a fan. He's cool as a fan. And um, that's just the South Dallas in him, guys. I, I, you know, that's, you know. But uh, anyways, uh, Cool Breeze, I, you know, I, I'm extremely thankful for him because he has made it to where I don't need a coach. I don't need anybody, uh, media. I don't need their affirmation about how I played. I don't need them to tell me I played good. I don't need them to, to praise me. I don't need that. I don't need that because he created an environment of, of tough love, which was really good for me, where he was always on me to be the best version of Tyrese Max that I could be. He, I always tell people, he only told me I played good, like a good game, like once in, in my life, once or twice, maybe. I think one I can remember was when we lost my junior year of high school. Uh, we lost at state. And I had, I broke, a, I broke a state record, you know, and I was crying and all that because I he won a championship his junior year of high school. And I really, that was like my main goals. That's one of the main reasons why I even stayed at, at, in public school. And uh, I wanted to be better than him. And I wanted to win that in uh, win state. But that didn't happen, unfortunately. And he still lets me know that to this day. And the other time, I think, was when game one of the of the first round last year, you know, we, we beat the Raptors and I had like 38 or something like that. We said early on, this is a key matchup, Van Fleet and Maxi, And you can see tonight, Maxi is a major winner. Oh, deep three. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. And, uh, you know, he, he, I think, was you here? I don't think you were here. Were you here? You were here. Hmm. When we played the Raptors game one last year. Yeah, oh, yeah he was here. Yeah. And, uh. You know, he, he this was a this was a less a less good job. This was more of like a all right man, good game now, but you got a game in two days, now you gotta get locked back in. Like that that game's over with. But you know, you all you can do is appreciate that because uh that's someone who he always keep me focused, keep me humble, and, and you know I love him for that. And you know, just to, to introduce him, uh Cool Breeze, I kinda want you to talk about um what you thought, what was the emotions going through your mind when we sat around 2020 draft that November 18th in our in the comfort of our own home that y'all built that uh, mom was telling me a story you know, the other day hey y'all know how y'all were going to get that house and that's mm -hmm. a different story but um how did you feel when you know the commissioner says with the 21st overall pick the Philadelphia 76ers are going to select Tyrese Maxey your son in a, mm -hmm. a, a dream come true of mine a dream that you probably had and a lot of kids have. With the 21st pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Tyrese Maxey from the University of Kentucky. Well, jubilation and rightfully so for Tyrese Maxey. What was going through your mind through that time? Man, first of all, I said to myself, to my friends back in South Dallas, I wasn't going to cry. So <laughs> when I saw you crying or whatever, and all the emotions just hit me like, uh, you made it. You made it to this stage, man. Everybody that I know wanted to play in the NBA. And so right. uh, 
it was uh, great to see that, man. Like me being a, a basketball guy through and through to see my son make it to the high level. It was amazing, amazing feeling for me. It still is today. And by the way, I have, I've told you, you played more, well more than two times. <laughs> No, I don't know. No, I think I'd have to agree with John. Maybe three. Maybe then, maybe at the most five. Ma- I'll say well, five. I'll right. say one time in the NBA, one time he said, because you told me, you told him he played well, and then you the next game you didn't play as well. Yeah. And he said, I'm never telling him to play well again. <laughs> I, said, yeah. I told him he played well last time, and he go out there and do this. I've never said it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But yeah, that's just the relationship that we had, man. You know, he'll call me out the blue sometimes. He'll call me. And uh, he just, you know, he, he now it's funny. Back back in the day, though, back in high school and, and when I was younger, it was it was all strictly business with him. It was all business, and uh, it was all about getting better every single day, which he still is about that. But um, now he'll just call to check on me. He'll call to check on my mental. He'll call to check on see how my body's feeling. Um, you know, he'll, he'll, he knows that I'm doing the right stuff. He laid the foundation at an early age for me to just carry on that tradition. But uh, lastly, I, before we get into a nice little conversation, I want to introduce my uncle. Y'all know Uncle B. Everybody out there that's listening to this that um, that has been a part of my life knows Uncle B is the, the mastermind behind everything nowadays. And uh, we go to him for everything. And uh, I really do appreciate him because he's been here since day one as well. He has, like I said earlier, he was the one who was saying, where are we going? And it was to the green room. And I saw every time I saw him, every day, every you know, he came over a lot, came to the house <laughs> a lot. But um, and every time I saw him, he said, Neff, where are we going? I said, to the green room. And he said, all right. And then he'll walk out. And it's funny that, you know, those dreams really come true. And um, and uh, I just want to ask you, from an uncle perspective, you know, you you always tell people, it's funny, like, they're like, who who are you? When we walk, when we walk in somewhere, we had an appearance on it, say, who, who are you? You you like, you was homie or something? You're like, nah, I'm his uncle. That's my, that's my little nephew. And he always makes sure that, that people know, like, it was like, oh, you you make sure you're good. He's like, yeah, he gonna, I'm going to make sure you're straight. So, you know, when when your sister calls you and says, um, Brandon, I'm going to send you up there with Tyrese. And uh, I need you to, you know. <laughs> and, and for y'all don't know, my mom is my mom is a little different, okay? My mom is a little different. She don't play by the kids. So when she calls her, her brother, her, one of her only brothers, and says, uh, I'm sending you up there with Tyrese, and I need you to... Look out for him. I need you to take care of him. Make sure he's straight. I want to know what's going through your mind right now. You're a big sister, someone who you looked up to. You always said you looked up to her. Um, she's calling you and asking you for your help uh, with her son. Well, what's going through your mind then? Well, when my sister called me, first of all, when she called it, it was not that pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when she called and, and we talked, we had talked about it prior. Um, I think maybe when you first went to Kentucky. I think we had talked then, and I went to Kentucky with my brother-in-law, with your pops, and we had the conversation then, and we talked about it. We we sat down in the kitchen like we normally do. As a family, we had a discussion. We talked about it. At that point, I was like, well, what does that look like? So then she explained, and I was like, okay, talk to you. And you said the same thing. You was like, yeah, you know, I want you to come along. I want you to come up here, um, be with my pops, be with me. Um, then when the time came for you got drafted to Philly, same conversation. It was like, all right, now look, <laughs> this is what this, this is going to be. This is what you got to do. Are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, of course. This is, this is not only just her son. This is my nephew. Um, so it was it was a no-brainer. I'd never been to Philly before. 
didn't know what to expect. Uh, never been away from my kids before like that. Also didn't know how that was going to feel, how that was going to affect me, how it was going to affect them. But, you know, your sister comes calling and, and saying she needs you. What are you going to say? So if there's anything that any of us, any any all four of us right here could change or do different or do better uh, in the last three years, in the span of the last three years, what, if anything, what would y'all change or what would y'all do better? And I'll let anybody answer, whoever wants to go first. For me, I, I'll go first, actually. For me, I would I would change... I know y'all had to. I know y'all had to stay with Asia. I know y'all. I know that. But I would ask you two if y'all could have came and kind of stayed up here with me and Brandon, like right away. We stayed in LA for a long time together, so we kind of just smooth transitioned into it. But I would ask y'all to stay because I didn't know what to expect. I had no clue what to expect coming into the league. Thank God he was here though, because. I could lean on him. I could come back from practice. I could come back from games when I was frustrated, when I didn't play as much, or when I didn't play at all. And I can kind of lean on him. And uh, you know, I really appreciate him for that. We could, you know, he would, he would, <laughs> he would say, man, you gotta relax, your rookie year. He would make he'll make a joke out of it and make me laugh about it. And then I was able to to kind of snap out of it. But I would say I would I would have wished y'all had, you know, get y'all, but y'all were busy, you know, and that's why y'all sent him. Mm-hmm. But I wish y'all had was able to come around a little bit more at that time because. Even though I could call y'all anytime, I call you all the time. That was tough, you know, being a, a rookie and someone who I thought I could. I'm like, man, I could ball right now. I could, I could start for this team right now, and uh, that was that was a little tough. But uh, I let either, whoever wants to talk now. I think if there was one thing that I could change, it wouldn't be necessarily anything to do with like you being from Philly. It would be like to see you play in the tournament in college. Oh yeah, yeah if I could go back and see that again. If I could change that and see that happen, I would love to have seen that happen. Yeah, that, I think that's the one thing that, you know, we talk about a lot. Like, man, what if you would have got to play in the actual tournament? Nah, for sure. I'll tell you this right now. If I played in the tournament, I wouldn't be in Philadelphia. And now, so I'm at a certain extent, I'm glad. I am glad that I didn't play in the tournament because I got drafted to a spot that I loved. And uh, this is an amazing spot for me. For me, um, I don't know if I want to speak for both of us, but I don't know that I would change anything. I think that every, um, I'll say, mistake or every challenge, it it happened and we learned. We grew through this. These last three years, I mean, we were were, were tight. Like my husband and I are super, super tight. Mm -hmm. These last three years, I'll even say the last five years since 2019, have challenged us to our core on so many levels. Mm -hmm. And so we've had to learn how to adjust to so many different things. We've had to make a couple of mistakes, Mm -hmm. but luckily we were really good listeners as we prepared for you for this stage. We listened to, you know, we went to as many parent prep events we could go to mm-hmm. uh, from the MBPA to the US, USA mm-hmm. um, McDonald's. to McDonald's. You know, those platforms mm-hmm. gave us the tools that we needed to kind of prep and prepare for this, for you to be in this spot. Yeah. So with us going through those things, we kind of put as much pre-work in as we possibly could mm-hmm. to get here. Um, so we did make a few errors, but sure. I don't know that I would change anything. Yeah. I think everything that that we've accomplished as a unit so far has made us, you know, who we are today. So oh, I don't know about changing things. I got a major change. What? Man, man, I should have told you you played bo- uh, better a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you good last night, man. You playing well. No, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. No, you shouldn't have. I'm telling you, that was that's one of the best things that ever happened to me, honestly. Like, and that's not just that that goes way beyond even basketball. Like that just made me this competitor at, at life. Like I wanted to be so good that I wanted to, I wanted to make, I wanted yeah. to make him say, Oh man, you was you 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 did a hell of a job today. You know what I'm saying? And and that's 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 where I was. And that that made me this this yeah. this person that I am today. Yeah. It made I'm grateful me grateful that he did it I though, because I, I sit back now and even though we have had some some knockdown drag out fights behind closed doors because yeah. I felt like he was just so tough on you. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing, the turning point for us was one day, what was it? He was eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And we were arguing about how tough he was on you. Yeah. And I was like, you can't be this tough on him. You need to lighten up a little bit. And he said, babe, you do a good job as a parent, yeah. but you're going to have to let me yeah. make this dude into a man. Yeah. And from that, he said, if you can't take it, what I'm saying to him, then go in the room and close the door. Yeah. Go outside for a walk, but do what you need to do. But I'm going to make this dude into a man. Yeah. And I said, okay, I get it. And so now when I see you, and even if you're going through whatever, I know in your heart and in your mind that you're strong enough to overcome it because your dad has instilled you with all the tools to do so. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And you know, you just love him for that. And I and I think that both of y'all's what y'all have done is the foundation came from Nana and Mimi. Yeah. And and while I'm on here, I, w- I want to say quick things about them before I go to my last question to this segment. Nana, who is my uncle's and my mother's mom, and Mimi, who it was my my father's mom. And those two right there create a foundation. Me and Uncle talk about it all the time. We tell people, they're like, man, where y'all family dynamic come from? How did y'all, where, like, where did y'all get this from? And I say, man, those two right there, them moving into the house with, with us and, uh, you know, being close to Uncle as well. Them moving into the house changed everything. I feel like they let y'all y'all were able to work and do whatever y'all need to do. Y'all could, y'all knew y'all were you know y'all were sending us into good hands of the kids with with Mimi and Nana. Them being able to live there and, and get along. Mm-hmm. No, I mean like I, you know me and Unc talk about it all the time. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but during COVID, there was thirteen. I think maybe it was over exaggerated, but it was at least ten to thirteen people in that house. For real. 12? It was 12. It was 12, it was 12 yeah. people in that house for three months. Three months. Yeah. That's including the boys? Yeah. yeah. It was 12. It was 12, yeah. 13. Yeah. Not one argument. Not, Not one, one argument. argument. Every Not single one day. One physical altercation. Not nothing. And physical. Physical. Dang, physical altercation. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lord. You was ready for us to go? <laughs> was I ready for y'all to go? But it was about 12, 13 people. You know what that was like? Feeding, yeah, feeding us too. And then listening to you and your sisters Our, fight oh every my, single night. Every single night about we you know, we sitting there. <laughs> this goes into the competitive nature that, that they installed in us. Like we sit there and play taboo. We sit there playing taboo. And my sisters would leave the room. So mad that we we had this like routine. We'll play, we'll eat dinner, play taboo, all fall asleep watching a movie together. So it got to the point where we was playing taboo, and they would lose. <laughs> we was playing like male versus female. They would lose, and they wouldn't talk to us first night. They go to the room. They just they they're like, nah, we're not watching that movie. Y'all cheated. I'm like, yo, we just trying to watch the movie and go to sleep. But like, but no, nah, back to what I was saying. Nana and Mimi set a foundation for all of us. It set a foundation for all of us to follow, and it kind of just trickled down to y'all, which made it trickle down to Unc, which he trickled down to us. And now I feel like Kiera's trickling down as the twins, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's one big family, and it's, we all see eye to eye. We're all stepping in the same direction. 
uh, there's no mishaps. There's no mishaps. And um, because we're that, to- that close-knit family, everything is, has worked out so well. But this one's for you. Um, so the last, what, four years, or however long it's been since we've been in L.A., what is something that you could say, you could tell somebody? You ain't got to lie. You know, this, this is authentic. I told y'all at the beginning of the podcast, it's going to be very authentic. Say what you need to say. Um, what is the most annoying thing that, that I do that why you have to live here? What, what's like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with this dude? You what? can ask any one of us. No, 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 no. We're not asking y'all. <laughs> We're asking Unc. So what, what, what do you have? What, what you got for me, Unc? After, after living with you for the last four, what, when we have long? How three long has it been? Three years? Three years. Three years, if, if there was one thing I could say, if I had to tell people that was the most annoying, is access is two, people, two things. <laughs> um, one is that this kid, his energy level is at 100 from, and he wakes up at 6 in the morning and probably don't go to bed till about 1 o'clock. <laughs> the second part of that is he has a dog. <laughs> and they have the exact same energy level and enthusiasm, and they go all day long. All day long. It's 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 amazing though. It's amazing though. It's fun. It's you know, it, I, you know what I will say though. He can complain all he want, but it's keeping them young. Them gray hairs, they slowly coming in. They not they not coming in as fast as they was. He done just turned thirty nine a couple of days ago, and he only got a little gray hair. So I think it's keeping them young. I think it's keeping them young. But um, you know, honestly, I, I appreciate y'all not just coming on today, but uh, I appreciate all of you guys. What y'all have done for myself, the sacrifices that y'all have made, mom, dad, as I tell these people this all the time, one reason why I go out here and play extremely hard and and, and compete at a high level and try to be the best version of Tyrese Maxey I can every single night is because you would tell me, mom, you came out on the court and told me one time, they putting a lot of their hard earned money to get me here. And uh, I played, I played AAU games. We drove across, we drove from, Tell him the one story, fifth grade. I'm about to tell him. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, I'm about to tell him. So to wrap this up, let me let me get y'all this story right here. And to, to get y'all to really understand how dedicated my parents are. And it's not just me. They do the same thing for my little sister. They do the same thing for my my older sisters. And they'll do it for anybody, you know, any one of our family members. But for me in particular, we drive from third or fourth grade. I can't remember. It was fourth grade, playing fifth grade. So we drive all the way from Garland, Texas. If y'all don't know, that's where I'm from, a city outside of Dallas. Garland, Texas, to Detroit, Michigan for fifth grade national. I'm in fourth grade, but it's fifth grade national. So as a fourth grader, what are you, nine, ten, maybe? I think you were nine. Nine? You're nine years old, okay? Now, now, now let's really put this in perspective right here, guys. (laughs) I am nine years old, nine years old. And this basketball is fun. You know, it's fun. It's a thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. <laughs> I am not playing to the ability that I am able to play at. The whole weekend, probably the whole week, I wasn't playing great. It's halftime of a, like, a consolation game. And it's a win or go home. Either we win and we stay and play a little bit longer or we lose and we go home. And I have, like, two points. I got like two points at halftime. Just not playing good, not being aggressive, not shooting the ball, just not being me. And I'm thinking, all right, my dad's going to go off at halftime because he was an assistant coach or the coach is going to go off on us at halftime. So they, you know, you know, hey, you, you used to kind of like walk into like the hallway to talk. You walk into the hallway to talk to your coach. Man, I go into the hallway, that door closed, and I hear them footsteps of my mom coming into that door. I'm thinking it's my dad. My mom opened that door. She snatched me up and said, boy, 
I done spent all this hard-earned money. I done drove all the way. I done waste. I done, I, I done spend money that I don't even have. I done spend money I ain't got to get you here. And you gonna go out here and act like here and play like you ain't got no sense. Boy, you man, look at here, y'all. I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness. And I, like y'all, if y'all really know me, my mom, she don't say anything at games. She sit in the stands or wherever she is and don't say anything. For her, it probably took, it probably, I probably had gotten on her last nerve for this week. And for her to come out the, come out the stands and pull me to the side before my dad even got to me, before my pops even got to me, she went off, man. And she just, she let me have it. And um, I will never forget that day. And I know beginning that half with two points and I ended that half with like 22 points. I was going off in that second half. I'm like, oh my, I, I don't want to see my mom like this no more. But um, she, she's a, you know, she's superwoman. We call her superwoman for a reason. And uh, she said, boy, you, I, I done spent every dime I done got to get you here. Every dime I done got to get you here. You gonna go out, you, you better go out there and play like you know how to play. Now get your behind back out there. The halftime speech was over. There was no coach. There was no, there was no cool breeze. There was nothing. And after that, you know, we, we, we never had a moment like that again. But, but yeah, I appreciate y'all coming on here today and um, you, helping me. Help. You was mad at me in eighth grade and talking to him that way. And you went off on him. And <laughs> <laughs> she won't be mad at me well, in eighth grade. That was necessary. We had a tough week trying to get the funds together to get that trip. So, yeah, I was, yeah. I don't even, I mean, I remember, I don't remember what I said, but I do remember the game changed and we won. No, the game definitely changed. It definitely changed. But yeah, I appreciate y'all coming on here and uh, helping me kick this off. You know, this is a special deal for me and this is special to be able to have this platform and and communicate and, um, you know, express my feelings, express how I feel, express my experiences, and also uh, try to give other people a platform to come on here and express their experiences of life and different things like that. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate y'all and love you guys. And uh, that's a wrap. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. But next, we're going to have some some fun topics. We're going to talk about um, this game versus the Grizzlies. Like I said earlier, big time W, you know, number two team in the West, two all-stars, up and coming team. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, my year, the ups and downs of NBA season, uh, the third season, which a lot of people say is a season that you proved yourself in. You know, how I started out fast, got hurt, trials and tribulations, a comeback, start with a slump, get inconsistent and and ramp it back up. And uh, and, and to let y'all know that it's really good to talk to people when you're down and, and for the mental health aspect, you know, it's, it's good to help, that a lot of people can help you and find people that are able to help you and build you up when you when you need it. So that's going to be great. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. 
Pig 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pig6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pig6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Maxi on the Mic here with Tyrese Maxi with the mic in front of me. Uh, I want to talk a bit about the season so far and give you guys a little inside perspective on the life of being an NBA player. I feel like I started out the season really well. And, uh, you know, the foot injury that I had, um, you know, mentally and physically, it, it took a toll on me. I mean, uh, I was able to, to, to snap out of it, but it really hurt me for a little bit. Thomas feeling I was right there. You can see the look on his face. He liked how it came off his hands, just couldn't get it to go. Oh, and now Maxi is hobbling. And that's the last thing anyone Who's a fan of the Sixers or Doc Rivers wants to see with all the guards they have injured coming into this game. He's going to try to walk it off here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stepped on Javon Carter's foot. It's going to tie up the shoelace. Get another look at it here. Ooh, turn that ankle. This was my first year coming into training camp knowing what my role was. I knew what my role was. I knew what the team expected of me. I knew what the organization was kind of lean on, lean on me to do, and I was ready for it. I was prepared. I had worked all summer, worked overtime, worked harder than I feel like anybody else has worked um, in, in the association to be where I was, to be in a position that I was to to perform at the level I needed to perform at. And I'll say this: my rookie year, I came in with with probably no expectations. I feel like they they, they had no expectation for me. They were probably going to send me out to the G League. I come in, I prove myself. And I was able to help us win playoff games at the end of that year. You know, I went through a stretch where I didn't play. <laughs> I didn't play in like middle of the season. And uh, I remember Coach Doc calls me into the office. He's like, Tyrese, you're going to win playoff games for us. You're going to be able to win playoff games for us. I'm looking around like, Coach, how? I didn't play the last three games. Well, how am I going to win a play? How am I going to help us win a playoff game? I, I don't get in the game. What do you mean? And like, I was literally, I came home and told my uncle, like, dude, Coach Doc just told me I'm going to help us win a playoff game. And I, we're both sitting there looking at each other like, you didn't play last three games. And I'm like, I, I don't know. But then I come back my second year, and I get put into a role where I'm starting, um, and everything's going on, and I, I think I excel in that role. And, you know, at the break, we get bring James Harden in, 
And uh, now the roles change again. So this third time that my role has changed in, in less than less than a year and a half. And uh, he comes in and he's he's been great. You know, I really do appreciate him because what he's brought to the table, what he's brought to me mentally, and what he's helped me with, helped my game with. You know, that that's for another day. You know, we're gonna get him, try to get him more here for another day. But so that happens. Then, then, like I said, this year, you know, we started out. You know, I started out really well. Go down, break the foot, and uh, you know, have to go through some adversity. But adversity is good. Adversity is, is what life's all about. Is you know, when everything is going smoothly, um, everybody can put a smile on their face, and everybody can go out there and look happy. But when you hit that brick wall and then you fall down and you have to get back up, that's what that's what real players are about. You have to be able to adapt on the fly. Our, our strength coach that I that I met in my rookie year, he told me as soon as I got there the first day where. I was like, hey, you said we was working out at nine. And he was like, yeah, but Joel came in and now you got you got to get the pushback a little bit because Joel is Joel and beat. He said, uh, you know, Rook, I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is an ever changing and adapting environment and you have to get used to it. And that just stuck with me, that stuck with me. So now I'm able to change on the fly or adapt into whatever role I have to get put into. And I think me starting at the beginning of the year, the last two years and then coming back and you know, Coach Doc sitting me down and saying that he felt as if that for this team, they know that I'm a starter caliber player in the league. They know that I've proved myself, but for this team, it'll be helpful for us for me to come off the bench and play this six-man type of role. All right, number one and two option, we know. Embiid, Harden. Maxi is going to be great off the bench. So Harris in that starting role. You have to be very mature in situations like that because that can be the difference in, in winning big and not taking your team to the next level. Because, you know, I could have I could have sat there. I could have been upset. I could have pouted. I could have um, let it hurt us, let it affect my teammates and, and my spirit. But that's not how we were going to, to proceed because at the end of the day, my teammates and, and this team still needs me to be very productive on the basketball court. And, and, and my spirit that I feel like I bring to the team and, and how I bring the camaraderie and bring happiness – you know, we need that as well. So, it, you know, it, it, as a competitor, it hurt me because, I, you know, I, I want to be a starter. I want to be the, you know, I want to be this this top guy and I want to be the best I can possibly be. But as someone who who is sure of themselves and someone who has worked extremely hard to believe in themselves and, uh, you know, someone who I really like to win. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it is. If we're playing cards, if we're playing checkers, if we're playing chess, uh, whatever it is, if we just... If I tell you I'm about to beat you to the pole and back, I want to win. So if the coach tells me that this is the, they feel like this is the best way to win, I'm willing to try anything. I'm willing to try it because at the end of the day, this team, you know, I know it's only my third year, but this is a, a team that can get over that hump, that can get over that humping and, and do something special because you never know how many times this this you have a team like this in your career that has a shot at winning a title. So Maxi, the over the shoulder catch, looking like AJ Brown. Coming off the break, we knew that um, the challenges that we had uh, ahead of us, the couple of the few games that we're having ahead of us were going to be tough. And the game versus Memphis the last night was was extremely tough because we came in and we had a practice the day before. And, you know, coming off the break, you know, guys are, are resting and, and guys won't be as sharp as they were at the at the stopping point of the season when, when the break started. And uh, we had a sloppy practice. Uh, Coach Doc was on us big time, and you know he told us that we we're going to scratch that one, but we're going to have to come out here tomorrow and at shoot around and at the game 
and, and show resilience and have to show up. And I feel like we really did that. That was a one-time right by 17. Maxi on the fly gets it down. Oh, a pretty play. At shoot around, you can tell the focus that guys that came to shoot around with that morning. And uh, you know, it always started, it starts with our leaders. It starts with Joe. It starts with James, starts with Tobias, and you start trickling on to me and Melt and PJ Tucker and guys like that. And because of that focus that we had in shooting around, we were able to flip a switch because they jumped out on us. They jumped on us big time. I think we were down 15. I had, I had to do a sideline interview at the end of the first quarter, down 15. And I'm like, what positive? I'm going to talk. It was, what, what, I got to come up with positive things to say. And we're we're getting out behind kicks. Oh my <laughs> he cannot be stopped. Uh, you know, in the locker room after the game, Coach Doc, uh, he shouted out Tobias Harris because Tobias Harris has been the biggest professional in, in all of this. Um, he's been the biggest professional with James coming in on our team and, you know, us kind of catered to playing with James and playing with the big fella and, you know, kind of my emergence of, of who I've become as a player. And uh, he's just been solid. He's been steady. He's been solid. He's been a pro's pro. For him to basically win that game for us down the stretch, after you know, I was messing, with him, I said, "Dude, you just shot an air ball," and then you came back and hit two big corner threes. Embiid saving it, not crossing midcourt in the corner for the lead. Harris, Harris. I said, "That's that's like next level stuff. Like a lot of people don't can't do that. That's hard. You shoot an air ball in the fourth quarter, and then we we go back to you two times, and you hit them, and uh, you put us over that hump while you're guarding uh, their best player." Um, that was big time stuff, man. And that just shows shows who we are and who we can be at the end of the season. Morant in a thicket of defenders. No! Loose! Diving! Collision! Harden! Embiid! Every week at the end of the show, I want to reflect on the week that we've had and tell y'all what I'm thankful for and tell y'all how I can get 1% better at something in, in the, the week that we're looking ahead to. First, I'm going to say this week, I am very thankful that I am back at home. You know, I love All-Star Break. All-Star Break is great, but, um, you know, it's always good to come back home to where you actually live and uh, you get in your own house, your own bed. Thankful that my parents came up. They came up for this 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 tough week of games. You know, they're always great to see them. And I'm, I'm extremely thankful that I get to see my dog. I was away from him for about a week and a half. I, you know, he was gone, my son. And it, it's good to see him. It's good to see him. And he, he's been great, you know, today, just relaxing with me post, post Grizzlies dub. And I love him for that. And I think one thing that I can get 1% better at for next week, I'll say one on the court and, and one off the court. One on the court is, um, I think I can get better at making some shots from yesterday because I couldn't make a shot. You know, I couldn't make a shot. I was in the gym today and I was laughing with, uh, you know, my trainer and my player development. And uh, he was like, uh, are you scared to shoot 0 for 10 from three? You know, you shoot the ball really well. You can't be scared to shoot 0 for 10. I said, no, nah, I ain't scared. I just was like, all right, now one of these needs to go in, okay? But, uh, you know, I'll say that. And then secondly, um, just just communicate more with my siblings, with my siblings, you know. Um, I try to talk to them every day. I know I talk to my mom and dad four or five times a day. But uh, I try to leave my, my sisters alone. You know, they're busy. One's, one's busy in becoming a, a senior in high school next year. And um, I don't know if she's ever answered the phone. You know, they, you know, teenagers are a little bit different these days. And then my oldest sister, she's, um, you know, she's exploring new options. She just got a dog, too, a Great Dane. And uh, I'm going to kind of mess with her about that uh, because 
her track record with dogs is it's not very great. You know, they, they somehow end up in my mom's house. So, you know, that, that those are my two things for this week. And I thank y'all for tuning in uh, to Maxie on the mic. Last name Maxie, and I'm talking through the mic. Uh, rate and subscribe, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.